0: Games Workshop's basement. Hosted by John Cardell, Danny McDevitt, Val Heffelfinger, I'm Dickie, and it's Grim After Dark.
1: Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to Grim After Dark, uh, Warhammer's only late night show for some reason. Uh, My name is John, I'm here to misinform and entertain as we talk about the comings and goings of the last week in the world of Warhammer, but it is a task so massive i refuse to do it alone uh but before we get to the guys let me figure let, let me tell you and not <laughs> put that on the script um full slate as always tonight we're going to find out what we've been up to in the last week in our patented state of play segment and we're going to hit the low points of the community as we go around the net uh finally we're going to test our host's warhammer knowledge in our rapid fire new beat the clock game uh the questions for val and danny right now is do they want the big ones or the small ones we're going to ask them uh, but first up, uh, he's got a true mm. bill of friendship, and he's advised me to state that he brings a wealth of tabletop knowledge and experience to the table. It is
0: Daniel J. McDavitt. John. Yeah. Thanks for the really solid intro. I really appreciate you introducing Good. me like that. Good. It's, yeah. it's
1: yeah. almost yeah. like I skipped a paragraph entirely and then moved on to the, the next one.
0: No, I like that better, actually. If we can just keep it short and sweet, That's faster, fair. slicker. So you want me to sit and spend several hours writing and assembling
1: this stuff and then just skip I, all of it to get straight to you,
0: John? Yeah, um, I mean, I still do want you to spend the time. I don't want you getting rusty. Like, I think it's good for you to do that. It's good character development. You're like Occasionally where we're going to get there. Um, next
1: up, he, of course, he's back from his government mandated paternity leave. He's tired. He's cranky, and he's ready to talk about things. It's our man north of the 49th parallel. It's Valerie Heffelfinger.
2: Ah, he's back, and I'm running the
3: board.
1: Ha! Amazing. That works really better when I don't hit the button twice, but that's okay. Well, that's all um, right. There's going to be some
4: fat fingering of, of various buttons yeah. that make the show work tonight. Don't worry yeah. about
0: it one bit. Yeah, John. It's fine. It's We're okay. going get- to we're gonna get to Sometimes that in second. Button multiple times it's a vibe. first off
1: the button is hypothetical entirely uh but <laughs> second off like a true um, scotsman uh val uh yes as this is your first show back in a little bit here uh Ooh. i'm gonna give you the option for the mm-hmm. game that we're gonna get back to you do you mm-hmm. want questions or small ones big big cues. love a big cue. girthy cues. love it um I do want to, to point up. out here, you have uh, been on your paternity leave, but you have been active this entire time. Uh, one of your tweets really caught my eye here is uh, this guy right here. I'm just going to cue up the producer. I, I want to go to slide one now. Um, <laughs> Val. Yes? <laughs> For the audio viewer, uh, uh-huh. what are we looking at here?
4: Well, this is the uh, sudden realization cat meme uh, who's uh, perhaps sitting down to nice breakfast and is in his adorable cat suit. And uh, he's reading something in the paper that maybe sparks an idea in him. And in this case, he drops his paper without spilling his coffee and it says, I don't care about 40K, I should play more fantasy.
1: It's good. We missed you, buddy. We'll talk about your 40K here in a little bit. Crickets.
4: John, (laughs) did you write that joke? Damn.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Did have a little something lined up, that's okay. Uh, usually at this point of the show we would welcome Dickie uh, but Dickie is uh, in this next picture here as you can see he is away for the next couple of weeks mm-hmm. um, I don't understand the why this picture is like this
0: Yes, this is this uh, a joke is this some
1: kind of joke are we to believe that dickie uh a grown man is wearing those shoes exactly I mean, what are those shoes With a passport inside yeah i don't even care about that like we, we've covered the val shoe passport story so many times i want to talk about oh. dickie's
0: shoe choice. i thought this was like an inside canadian joke and i was going to ask val to explain it for us but okay my bad uh so yeah dickie's dickie's in in the uk no he's in belgium which probably was True. part of the UK at some point in the past. <laughs>
1: Almost certainly. A, Almost certainly. There's a lot of the UK in Belgium. That's for sure. That's uh, fair. Yeah. A very dark uh, history uh, uh, reference there, guys. A lot of yep. a lot of battlefields in Belgium. Yeah. Don't don't do a lot of research in that. Just just trust us. It's fine. Uh, he's usually met the man behind the curtain. Uh, he's a guy who's responsible for most of the things you see that isn't just us talking. Um, but mm-hmm. for the next couple of weeks, he's helping coach Team Canada to respect but what I imagine to be 7th or 8th place finish at the WTC.
4: 7th um, or 8th? Wow. Wow. <laughs>
1: We doubled our best. Wow, wow!
4: That's decidedly top tier. That is that uh, is top of the pack. You thought wow. I was going to
1: burn you? No, wow. I have hopes for y'all to this year, uh, guys. Any words of advice or positive encouragement for Dicky? Uh,
4: well, um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna recommend that he spends as much time as possible just casually chatting with everyone at the event, as a, uh, nice. instead of whatever duties he's been
1: assigned. Mm-hmm. I would um and the camera and a microphone as well.
4: Oh yeah, actually it would be great to get some some like some cam cam action, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't
1: it though? Yeah. Yeah. You could be our mm-hmm. cam boy.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, perfect. Mm-hmm. That's what you mm-hmm. always wanted to be. <laughs>
1: uh yeah. Danny, what are what are your yep. words of advice and encouragement for Dickie as he embarks on coaching mm-hmm. uh the top tier nation of Canada?
0: Well, um, you know, I only really have one thing that's possible for me to say, and that's go Team USA. Um, uh, I think that that'll serve him well. Just keep that in mind. Oh, I got um, a bit for know, this pay too. Close attention to that. Yeah, I got a um, sound
1: effect for this as well. You ready? Go ahead. Yeah, okay. Wrong. <laughs> oh, that was wrong. Yeah. Wrong. No. One. No. Go what Team USA. Right Anyone but well, Team USA. I love him. Bunch of great guys. If I respond mm-hmm. to your post with a joke, please don't respond overly seriously. It just makes me feel like kind of a dick. Uh, and <laughs> what for did that, you do? <laughs> there was a picture they put up. Remember they put those beautiful PowerPoint slides up, like introducing the team. <laughs> and Tim, beautiful Tim PowerPoint Pinney. slides. Is that how you describe them? I forgot. I forget how you originally uh
4: described those PowerPoint. Public,
1: like they're beautiful PowerPoint slides. Tim Pinney, <laughs> tim penny uh they're they're chaos Nine, great guy great player he's been on the show a couple times uh his photo made him look like he came out of an old navy catalog and i i, I asked i was like why does tim look like he's modeling for old navy and they're like hi john all of our players and his staff got the chance to pick the uh, choose the picture they wanted to put in the thing and this is oh, the geez. one tim chose <laughs> and i'm like
3: dry dry oh,
1: sandy dry Uh, But I appreciate our listeners and viewers who came into the comments and was like, yeah, nice response to that serious question. Uh,
0: You know, John, and maybe this is the problem here is that you weren't taking this as seriously as Team USA is. This is a serious serious business for them. And, you know, you mocking them like that really, uh, it shows a lack of support and moral fortitude. To be fair, I wasn't mocking, mocking them. Be- I
1: was mocking Tim for his beautiful picture, which looks like he was modeling the spring line at um, American Apparel. Um, but anyway, uh, I'm I'm Team Anyone but England. <laughs> yeah, fair. Um, Classics what? like things. I could be on that team too, John. Yeah. Yeah. Fally, yeah. You, were, you were asking a question before you got distracted.
4: Yeah. Nope. That's gone. Long gone. Beautiful,
1: mm-hmm. Mr. Buddy. <laughs> uh, that's about that's all. Iron's hot, buddy. That's, that's about all for our intro segment. It's time to change segments with a new bumper of an old segment. It's time for a state of move play. down the
0: highway into maybe a different state. Yeah. yeah. Of state of play. You're killing it. <laughs>
1: It wasn't even the short version, and it was still too short. Yeah, uh,
4: that was great. See, see, I, I was coaching our ho- our fair host pre-show on on giving the producer a chance by using some segues. I wasn't expecting Danny to to, to also jump in there, and, and do such a great job a of transitioning. <laughs> that was absolutely beautiful.
1: I think if you talk uh, talk to Dickie enough over the last couple of weeks, generally Danny and I like um, vultures uh, over a carcass. <laughs> Uh, when it comes to jokes, uh, where we're just going to pick out there. Uh, Josh Ann says he's getting double audios. Uh, I'll let you know. uh, That is free for you. Uh, You get two audios for the price of one. Hopefully just in the awesome bumpers. Uh, And that's all we know about there.
0: Maybe you just have shitty hearing, Josh. Maybe that's what it is.
1: (laughs) 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 Is there double
4: audio for anything but the bumper i just played that's my question there shouldn't be but is what we
1: ask while we ask chad that uh, welcome to the part of the show we call state of play <laughs> oh. where we recap the high points and lows of what we've been up to in the last week or however long uh and as always we want to warn our viewer that there's going to be where are we this way uh actual discussion of the game of warhammer ahead uh so with that in mind val uh you've mm-hmm. been away for a while we got confirmation it's just double audio on the bumpers mm-hmm. uh but while you think about the easy step you have to make fix that, what, what are you up to? Uh,
4: what have I been up to? Uh, I have been, actually. Uh, most recently, it dawned on me that um, I was sort of like hobby paralyzed because, um, well, I mean, 40K is, uh, you know, a great, wonderful game that this entire show is based on and that I'm totally invested in. Uh, but also, uh, my heart lives in the old world and uh and i've been just like frozen in my tracks about what to do because i got lots of like sort of some of the armies are mostly painted that i have some of them are not painted Mm -hmm. at all and one of my favorite armies just like mechanically in fantasy eighth edition which is the last edition of of Warhammer fantasy are the vampire Counts and i realized that um there they may suck for a while and or you know, be completely different. The eighth edition mechanics, I thought for vampire counts was so good. The book was so good. So, I really want to, before the, the old world comes out, get some vampire counts on the table. And to that end, I've been slap chopping
1: away, guys. Nice. Love that. Uh, Danny, what have you been up to?
0: Um. Well, I built a bunch of tyrannids this week. So, I just built the second. Oh, look at that. Hold on. That's I want our base. Let's take if a look. If our producer here. could
1: remove a hand and go to that, that shot right there. Oh, Instead yeah. of it just being a small. Go, I could go to yeah. uh, uh this one. Oh there we you go. Glorify yourself there.
4: Yeah, look at that.
0: Yeah, look at those guys. Got some nice Did and you
1: uh, base it... them with the new suggested no. base sizes? I yeah. have not. No. No.
0: Um, is, are these just interim bases then? <laughs> <laughs> well you, my my you... thinking
4: is, and I think this is a valid point, you can you can always you can you can make your bases bigger by like spacing them differently using uh, on on movement trays but you can never go oh, home look. again so like um you can't you can't go the other way so in eighth edition it matters that they're on 20 millimeter bases if yeah. you're playing other eighth edition armies mm-hmm. um, so I figured uh, this would be based as an eighth edition army because who knows how vampire counts do because they're a non-core faction and GW is super weird that, and, uh, yeah that Val's going
0: both ways are you going both ways you know John no I'm gonna stick to the straight and narrow um mm-hmm. to be honest uh when i rebase an army it's going to be for good i'm just going to put it on the 30s or whatever they're supposed to be on i, I think 30s, it, yeah. yeah not only looks better um but i don't think that it will be a problem with playing anybody else in any other edition really i think people will be like oh yeah who cares like probably if we're, if imagine we're playing eighth edition fantasy like nobody's going to be upset that i'm getting you know like <laughs> 50 millimeters of extra frontage or something like that
4: well, say- also would be a distinct disadvantage for like zombies and skeletons and that kind oh, of shit. Oh, sure, um, absolutely. So, yeah. And uh, for the record, Tomb Kings, who are absolute hot garbage in in Eighth Edition uh, Fantasy, um, I picked up a nice little starter lot of those guys. That's on my way on the way here from England, and uh, nice. those guys I will base properly for the old world. That'll be my old okay. world army.
1: Cool. That's it. <laughs> Danny, what have nice. you been up to before I blow out more ears with Dun, dun Oh dun. yeah. Um
0: so I built some Tiernan's this week and I went to we have kind of a like a newbie tournament um that we run here uh every other month called Ursa Minor. And I played in the first game of that. Um and then I had to I had to I had to bounce out. But I just wanted to see if I could play one game and support the local event. Um, so I went ahead and I played some Tyranids at that and I just built like basically two Leviathan boxes together and like made that a 1500 point army and played that. It was pretty fun. Had a good time. Nice.
1: Um, I made low guard. Uh, I worked on some Lich Guard so I can keep trying mm-hmm. hard at 40k uh, and oh. I'm still desperately trying to find an orc in the divider model uh, oh. that isn't like $300. That's unreal yeah it's it's ridiculously expensive for that little dude right now just because he's the linchpin you built your shit around but oh well we're gonna do what a great segment that was uh (laughs) we will finish this up here with a peek at our leaderboard as we round out the round or the uh state of play segment danny still on top with a single event win uh three wins and no losses dickie a respectful second five wins four losses no wins val a beautiful third, two wins, one loss, mm-hmm. you know, wins, and me with the perfect basket of a win, a loss, and a questionable sixty-nine all draw. <laughs> now I have a I have, something is just everything.
4: really leaping at leaping out at me here, yeah. which is we seem to be short sorting our columns uh, with the win column. No, we're not. What are we? What are we sorting it by?
0: What's what, on? First, first by event wins, then by wins win.
1: Yeah, got it. Got much it. Much like got when it. you play Mario Party and stars decide who's first. So basically, first Danny, Danny, Danny won. It's about we'll ne- we'll, none yeah. of us
4: are going to win an event. So Danny won. Is this a bit? Wow. Is this a That's bit that I have, I've missed? Because it's harsh. over. It's, like we did maybe win percentage. <laughs> we're, that might that would edge we, me back? Yeah, we're gonna do, do that. <laughs> we're
1: doing a little bit of edging. Um, and then <laughs> yeah, also we can edge. We can edge. And then we're also thinking of adding some more joke columns, uh, like number of 69-point games.
0: Uh, Let's get some like
4: T-Whip on here. I got to take my my advanced stat back from from the grubby
0: hands. There you go. There. Yeah. We could make this a whole thing, though. Yeah, this could we, be as complicated as you want it to be. Buddy. We
1: can add a column as like total of number of inches advanced over a course of a game.
4: Now, uh, it also doesn't actually say what game system is being played. So that's
1: that's good. That's true. Oh, sure, My that's draw came from the game of life that's good
4: <laughs> also danny played in an event so yeah. you should have yeah. probably had some
1: numbers added to no ursa doesn't count because it's for babies and if we were counting that i would just i would simply take the best army i could and club as many people as possible i'd be like yeah i went three and oh at this event It's for new players you're one of those people that game. who doesn't get how games work i think i think ursa should definitely count
0: just because you you think it's for babies you know, John, I think it's fine for Ursa to count. But Then I have to <laughs> update the damn slideshow.
1: That's not fair on me. Alright, so if we're accounting Ursa, then we're going to just add a win there. just going to update in a second. And then we're going to add two losses, because he dropped. Boom. Okay. Oh. Boom. Even though you dropped Look for a really that. good reason. Real-time
4: updates. Yeah. Amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, while you were away, Val, I found I had the power to edit the PowerPoint from my side. Yeah, uh,
4: Dickie was been- blaming it on the that like the fact that the powerpoint just was not at all lining
1: it up with the show anymore
4: and he was like yeah it's because john always changes it i'm like mm, that's not why
1: <laughs> it could be guys what a great segment still the shortest uh what we've been up to segment in wargaming podcasting hey! um but you know let's just go straight around the net It's still huh? so short why is it still so short
4: Ugh. that's anyway. that was just the bumper man anyway also <laughs> interstitial i believe is the fancy oh, word. fantastic it's
1: almost like i made every single bumper and i'm aware of the timing for comedic purposes sometimes that can never happen hey that, anyway welcome that can't to a, be true no no that would involve me doing something uh welcome <laughs> to around the net the part of the show where we dive deep into the dank drivel the internet provides uh, and this week we all got a lot of cover it's kind of a catch-up week for us uh, not a whole bunch of stuff went on but i have a whole bunch of backlog trash i gathered over uh, the times including what i wanted to talk about a few weeks ago uh, about toxic players uh, and i wanted to kind of bring this to the guys uh, about toxic players there was a whole kind of thing about people cheating. Or people who have cheated coming back into the game or, or kind mm-hmm. of a surprise second place for people um so uh, kind of along those lines val danny how often would you say do you encounter kind of toxic players uh in your warhammer tournaments or kind of games and then val just for you any system
4: like when it's not <laughs> when it's
1: not like obviously me being the toxic player because yeah. I mean, if you want to tell yes. yourself a little, sure. Uh, but like, how often is it something you? Because there was a lot of chatter about it uh, a couple of weeks ago about the uh, how toxic players. Why do they still play? Who comes here? But I'm like,
0: how often do we really run into like these kinds of people? Well, Danny, what do you mean, like every day in the mirror? There's yeah, there's, and, a, like,
4: there, there's a saying which is if you if if you enter a room and you don't know who the asshole is, uh, it's probably you. Um, yeah. and I, you know what? I, I'm just so hot and cold at events. I haven't really run into truly toxic players. I've run into some like pretty cluelessly, like clueless social players who played really sure. tight and it wasn't a very fun experience. Um, I'm sure I'm also at times not a very fun experience because I'm an emotional fucking roller coaster. Oh man, 25 minutes. First F bomb. We did it. Um, so like, <laughs> uh yeah i i think because we're trying
1: to we're trying to f bomb less <laughs> it's very hard sometimes it's um, just, apparently it's the first hard.
4: 20 minutes first 20 minutes you don't drop any hard f's uh and uh and you're okay but yeah i don't know i don't know danny what, what i i honestly i'm also somewhat oblivious i'm also a fairly confident person so like i don't feel like i mean i have been cheated But i caught it and then i called the guy out immediately and he got a round loss and then fled the scene uh that was years ago that was years ago at the michigan gt and Um, i will say
1: between the three of us here we're all fairly overly confident people who generally i don't think encounter the kind of toxicity because we we're not afraid to really call people out on their on their stuff yeah Um,
0: i would um yeah yeah. I'd say like maybe every third event I play somebody who I have a bad game against. So what is it that's ruin it ruins your enjoyment of the game? Can
1: like can you think of some like specific examples of things that are, like toxicity that's just kind of tanked around for you?
0: Um when things like when like for instance when you allow somebody like a take back and they uh, mm-hmm. they are not reciprocal in that. Um or uh, it, you know, like just basically that kind of sets the tone of the game. Even though I don't necessarily believe that you should, you sh- you have to allow people to get, like get to 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 get takebacks. Um, if that's kind of the way that the game is started, then I think that sets kind of a different tone and a different expectation. But I don't know. There's there's so many like it's it's. I feel like it's pretty rare. I mean, that's like one out of like 20 games of Warhammer. Really, mm-hmm. like you have a bad game. That's like five percent of games. That's not so- too bad.
1: So I sort of know this from kind of knowing you for a while and, and seeing you doing it, Danny. And and would be interested in your opinion on this as well. Danny, how do you handle it when someone is being a poor sport or gloating or rude or just overly competitive during a game? i probably uh, tone
4: like for me, I'd probably be tone checking them. Like yeah. like that's like, that's usually that, that's that's usually how I think I would I would react to that. Like and by that I just mean like Uh, don't let them do that. (laughs) You know, I feel like this was a big, like Jeff Robinson comment that he used to always make on chapter tactics when I got to be on the show with him. Uh, but you know, just basically like, don't let people fucking walk all over you. I think is like the number one thing, especially from that, that perspective. But like mostly the, the worst, the worst experiences for me are when there's not like, um, there's not like some trust, you know, there's not, there's no collegial, uh like there's no collegial atmosphere, like people like really grinding over like you know measurements and and like not believing you on every point about your rules and like just like asking a butt ton of questions constantly uh sometimes things that maybe they should even know like that kind of stuff is kind of hard to overcome, and a lot of times sure. I think that comes from a place of like they're just trying to like do their best and they don't want to miss mm-hmm. stuff um but usually that will rattle me because i I do have you know um a rattleable brain so yeah uh, that's kind of that's the kind of stuff that can get me off my I,
0: I find john that i get real defensive and then i mm-hmm. start just doing it back <laughs> you do it's the most yeah,
1: uncomfortable been, yeah. uh situation sometimes <laughs> or during gts um there's a very good friend of ours who's a good friend great guy that we get on great but like every time you play him almost exclusively um, it ends up with a, a heated end and a heated discussion with a judge overseeing
0: uh yeah that that does happen sometimes
1: yeah, yeah. uh that sort of thing i know memo man here in chat saying i find that toxicity exists in the mid tables where people think they are or should be better than what they actually are uh guys you you, you value your gt winner denny you've won gts and things like that um i exist exclusively in the mid tables and i have to kind of agree a hundred percent uh with that where that's where it is why do you think because we hear toxicity and we hear the, the complaints about top players and, and winners why do you think we don't hear more about kind of the, the mid tables and kind of the player attitudes in those areas
0: I think you're going to see that kind of attitude from a lot of people who are trying to make that bump up to the next level. So um, they get a little excited and uh, they think that if they can like edge out their opponents with some like, oh, no, you've screwed up a rule, that kind of stuff like that can get them the the small win that they need to like to win against a, a very good player. There's a sense.
4: yeah, and I think also that it's the um, cognitive dissonance too of like expectation versus reality. So, like, I think in those mid-tables, and this is actually where there's a little social engineering. I think we give a lot of shit to Mike Brandt, but I think there was something that he's advocated and brought into stuff that I think actually works super well, uh, which is win-path pairing.
0: Yeah, Uh, I I totally agree. Those are great. And
4: I think, and I I don't know if it's a complete magic bullet, but I think some of the worst problems with mid-tables is actually the fact that it's not mid-table players. It's actually people who maybe thought they had a shot or, in fact, had a shot at a GT getting that first L, and dropping down to somebody who maybe got onto a bit of a win streak. And so you have a like a person whose event hasn't gone great versus someone whose event is going great because they're they're bouncing back, they're, they're feeling good because they're on a bit of a roll. Um, and so, yeah, win-path pairing wouldn't put those people together. And you're going to get maybe two people who are, you know, if they're four and one and they just lost in the previous round, they get paired. So they have more of a common, they have more common ground. Um, mm-hmm. and, I, and I think that's a really clever way to... Maybe improve the general grumbliness of 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 and grindiness of mid da- of the mid table. Sure, sure. Yeah. What what do
1: you think about that, Mike? Anecdotal. Okay. <laughs> um, so, do you guys think some people in the community are too quick to label others as toxic? Um, because we see a lot of it being called out, a lot of players being called out for things. Are we too quick to judge and jump on people for this behavior? No.
0: Depends. Mm -hmm. i i don't know i think people need to be called out on it more i think people get away with a lot that's pretty bullshit like and they shouldn't get away with that stuff but that being said i think you know regardless of what people do i always i'm interested in a path to redemption at least one time for people uh for sure like so i don't want to put somebody out forever
4: i think there's also
0: continue to do it
4: this is an old this is an old like uh i don't know talking point that i've, I've, I've whipped on a, a bunch there's also like there's toxic and there's didn't have a good time because blank right like because you didn't like something about the person or maybe you didn't get along too super well or mm-hmm. uh, maybe you didn't speak up when something um happened on the table that gave that other player an edge which may or may not have been intentional right like there are, of course, we're talking about this in the context of a guy who tried to flush load of dice down the toilet and another guy who has been known for misplaying <laughs> his rules and cheating his way through GTs for years. And in those types Constantly. of and and in, in those particular cases, yeah, those those people should not be allowed in the in the realm of competitive 40k. Period. Full stop. But I think those aren't the people necessarily that are causing all of this like angst over toxicity. I think it's really just probably more likely a, a lack of social skills and and yeah. and and the ability to speak up and defend yourself when you think something's going
1: sideways so um, i guess i guess to kind of round this out here what are the signs that someone is truly being toxic uh versus just having a strong personality or uh an average level of social skills for a warhammer player <laughs> <laughs> well out and out cheating is probably a good sign
4: uh yeah The, 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 uh, the old angle shooting, um, uh, thing is, 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 uh, which is, you know, constantly bidding to see, you know, what your opponent's knowledge is, asking questions that you know the answer to, to see if the person gets it wrong, that kind of shit. Those are like really scummy things, uh, that you do to try and try and get an edge. And obviously those are, those are toxic, awful things. Being a bully, being an actual bully, like calling people names, like all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think. That's not usually what we're
0: talking about when we're talking about toxic players.
4: Am I wrong, Danny?
0: No, I mean, uh, to me, I think, like, truly, to, like, people who are having a bad time are a different, like, obviously a different category, right? Like, the, mm-hmm. like you, you're allowed to have a bad game or even several bad games or even a bad event, and that not to label you is just, like the worst person in the world however when you consistently come back and back and you're you keep doing stuff wrong keep playing misplaying basic rules like when you start to get a reputation for that then there needs to start being conversations That's playing I fantasy go. yeah <laughs> <laughs> was that your is that your path bell like <laughs> people talking shit so much you're like no i don't think i can keep playing 40k because <laughs> too much of an emotional We're not allowed to anymore no, I
4: just have so much. I just have a lot of fucking sympathy and empathy for 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 you know people who've come against me in a in a GT over the years. Had I been better, uh, sustained better, I'm sure I would have gotten a rep. Just because you know, like I do, fuck things up all the time, and I know that it's I know it's not on purpose personally, and I get them and like I and I and I do go too hot and too cold with the dice all the time. You know, True. like I, it's hard for me to get like, and I play orcs, which is stupid. Why God? Would I play play the swingiest dice <laughs> dice army uh, that exists? Um, you know, like I can think of back to a, a GT I played in, in uh, I think it was uh, North Carolina, South Carolina, one of the Carolinas. And I was just a monster all the way through it. Like just like throwing my hat, like I think kind of cartoonishly, but also like if you didn't know who I was and they didn't because I don't live in the Carolinas uh you know you'd think this guy's a fucking weirdo and uh that would be accurate
1: so there you go yeah uh 36 minutes second f-bomb good job Uh, and they're both me great (laughs) i don't even know what to say about that that's just disappointing that's true that's true uh moving on i guess to to sum it up just don't be a dick uh that's that's well well, we can can do a little bit of a dick yeah, you can. That's fair. Uh, but moving on, this is a little bit of old news as well here. We got this message here on wargamer.com uh, saying that they're developing a Warhammer MMO and the lead developer says PvP is not a focus. Uh, Denny, we had some conversations about that. Uh, but Val, what are your thoughts about an MMO with no player versus player combat? This is something so far out of my depth that
4: actually I I... I can only answer this with a question because I've always, I've never really understood why in MMOs you wouldn't have player versus player. I guess is it just because of disparity in like relative character strengths? Like if like if I've got like a level billion. It can be, yeah. I guess, and also I guess if you've invested a million hours of your life into something, and then some dickwad comes and beats you over the head with an eBay item, you might might be a little hard to swallow.
0: Danny, yep. is it, so it hard it to swallow? Sucks uh so like i don't know i <laughs> think that's kind of a a bad by
1: the way Sorry. i'm really sad right now that i got rid of my uh and for the record
0: scratch because there's been at least four times i've been able to use it so
1: far it, 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 uh, yeah. yeah
0: i'm you know i'm proud of you for making these jokes though it's good that you are able to come up with something off the cuff and not something that you've just had written down <laughs> to
1: be fair when i wrote it down it did come off the cuff
0: says <laughs> to marinate in the script for a day uh, yep uh yeah anyway uh pvp for mmos probably a good idea but it should be probably an opt-in thing and not just an all the time thing um i really liked age of reckoning for that um if you ever played the old warhammer fantasy mmo uh which was actually a pretty good time i did like playing that a lot it got a little stale towards the end but it was uh it was pretty fun for what it was.
4: I think that's kept alive too. I think someone I think there are like yeah. private servers that have kept it going somehow.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh if we look at the next slide here the lead developer Jack Emirat says PVP is not and will never be a focus of mine probably for the rest of my career. Uh the Jackaloptic Games announced in May was working on a new MMO set in an as yet undisclosed Warhammer IP. Uh, I think I can guess where Val's going to go with this. But, Danny, uh, what would be an ideal uh, setting for a Warhammer MMO?
0: Oh, um, Aeronautica Imperialis would easily be the best one. I think that kind of would really give the most. You could really build a, a, a compelling character and really have an immerse immersion in a world of flying planes. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about that? <laughs> kill yourself oh man that's
1: that's that's awful awful strict there yeah um yeah well what about you Uh, again you're not into the world of mmos hugely but if you were to be in one or if you were to play one where would you like to play one
4: uh i don't know just something vaguely gothic i think like necromunda would probably mm-hmm. be, like, a good good setting, or Mordheim. I mean, both of those have games, I think, that have spun off, off of them, but those feel mm-hmm. like... Just something that has, like, a really defined world. Because, like, mm-hmm. you you also get, like, games... There's a really cool... Well, I only read about it, I never actually played it, but, like, it's like a space game where, like, you walk around the space, uh, like, port, and then you get in your ship, which you bought, and then you fly and you, like, go mine stuff. Like, you, you're, you like, actually, oh. like, around... Like, flying around the galaxy and, and oh, doing no things... Guy. Yes, maybe, eh. yes.
1: Um, but it, but like do things... the fun thing about the multiplayer on that? The game was so big mm-hmm. and so immense that you were in the same uh, universe as thousands of other people, uh, but you never, never actually met it. anyone.
4: And, th- and that's and that's why, like, I think the temptation maybe to be like really wide lens with it and like give you the opportunity to be like a rogue trader. I mm-hmm. yeah. think that wouldn't That'd be, be cool. as good like had tightening the tightening the constraints of it because it is such a massive universe and world yeah. um yeah I was going to say the, the old world guidance. Yeah even the old world no, man it's literally our planet part. it's our planet so like there's mm-hmm. like lots of places you can go to like
1: build Imagine up. marching along to you know carrick uh, eight peaks it's already exi- it already also already existed
4: What fan- were- warmer was it fantasy online i think that's what it was called
1: age of reckoning is it was the age of reckoning yeah. and he's already name yeah. dropped it maybe that's maybe it's age of reckoning Two. uh the Reckoning. reckoning uh, trouble <laughs> down under <laughs> please stop using crocodile dundee references um
0: <laughs> next one I here i saw this rescuers reference john <laughs>
1: I saw this one on Warhammer Community's Twitter, and I figured, why not rip it off? We take everything else from them anyway. Uh, Danny Val, tell us about your most glorious victories.
0: Um, no, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> what, what why, they- why would I want to rub that in someone's face like that? I mean, come on. Like I, I'm coming from a kinder, gentler place, John. I just, I don't want to, I don't want to put anybody on blast like that. Well,
4: I've done it a million times, but when I beat Adam Abramowitz uh, like a Wrong shell of a right. human being uh, yeah. in the final final round of Wars at Atlanta many years ago, uh, in which I first turned charged with a gargantuan um Robute Gilliman ate him. And then at the end of the game, uh, Adam, who could barely stand because he was so pasty, so hungover, I um, pressured him with maple syrup, i.e. bribing him with a bottle of maple syrup to vote me best sports. Uh, the two things—the victory and then um, shaming him into making me his best sports votes—are what carried me to my default victory at Warzone Atlanta.
1: I do, I do find it <laughs> interesting that you won best sport by coercion and bribery, which absolutely.
4: is absolutely like you, I am a poster boy for why that? you
1: don't have a best sports
4: because I like felt terrible in retrospect. Well, yeah, no, nah, I've gotten over it. No, I did didn't. feel bad. I know I felt bad for a little uh, little while because. Um, uh, there Like, at Warzone Atlanta, there are some wonderful people who actually deserve things like best sports. And, like, they actually go there with the intention of being a good sport. Whereas I just brought a bunch of maple syrup and uh, pressured people into voting for me. Uh, and, you know, hey, I th- maybe I was just more American than the Americans.
1: Yeah, you out-American America.
4: Yeah, you know, which is- what you got to do.
1: Impressive. Sam so I'm- <laughs> i I'm in chat saying, pay to win, baby. Hell that's yeah. Not- that's right. what this game is uh moving on uh next up steve conlon uh the name might not be familiar but the face and voice are he is james workshop himself in acting form uh this came from forever ago and was a really uh, great quote for him if you don't follow him on x uh do it now before the service disappears completely uh he was uh, he says please stop asking me to weigh in on pronunciations <clears throat> the canon answer will always be i don't care uh <laughs> Guys, what's a word in Warhammer that you've mispronounced for years?
0: None. No, all my Warhammer dictation is perfect, John. Um, I've never mispronounced any Warhammer names. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not even one time. I don't know. Who knows? How do you know if, you, if you're if you mispronouncing it or not? Because, what? like... How do you feel about pre lieutenants? How
1: do I... F- how do I feel about because premiers' you lieutenants? You'd want Left it to tenants. be lieutenants yeah. because
4: it's lieutenants because it's Brit- It's a British thing. Yeah, yeah. In Canada, we have lieutenants as well. I always say lieutenants, but
0: yeah. Okay. Danny doesn't seem to care. I mean, no. John, if you yeah. like, look. If <laughs> it's fine if you're critical of me, but I'm just going to be, be critical of, critical of all, my all the words that you mispronounce. In it's almost I like I
1: put the slide in because you've done that for the past two and a half months at every single little slop up.
0: Who does like, yes, who, I, like, was a joke.
3: There was there was a white dwarf article where they
4: uh read like I don't know within the last couple of years, because I actually saw it, where they did go through an attempt to like say canonically this is what the pronunciation is of of whatever the silly word is. But also I feel like they they're just pulling it out of their butt. It's whatever the first person who said it out loud said. It's not, I think we got what not, I think I we probably wound up with Robute Guilemont. Oh. Which is dumb, and I refuse to say that,
1: usually. uh, Guys, in chat, I'm very capable of saying taco. Here's the thing, I'm from a different country, Danny, so sometimes words are different.
4: What would you you normally say?
1: Taco. That does sound a little disjointed, I will admit. That's fair, that's fair. Um, (laughs) What are the most annoying pronunciation mistakes other people make? Danny, feel free to hit your role of greatest hits here.
0: Custodes,
1: custodes, custodes. Drives me 100%. crazy. Yep,
0: yeah, it's lazy. Like, not even a question. That's the worst one by a million years. Yep.
4: <laughs> yeah, I like, yeah, we're both on that page. That is that yep. is super enough. One hundred percent. Because true. that one isn't like Robote Gilliman. Um, like it is obviously custodes. Um, and um, although I do like the inverse, which is. Uh, if everyone's going to call it custodes, we should call them the Adeptus Astarts. And I think that that would be. <laughs> fun. All
1: right. We can all agree that they are Astarts. Astarts That's...
4: is all like, I mean, custode, custodes downgrade. But if you switch it over
1: to Astarts,
4: I think Astarts
1: is definitely an upgrade. I don't know why we didn't call this uh, episode Astarts upgrades. Uh, but now now we know. believe well, uh, we can edit that field. Let us go yeah. on. Why did I fight you in editing so much when it's so handy? <laughs> uh, moving on. Uh, this I've been sitting on this one for a couple of months here. Hey, uh, Danny, what are these models? I know.
0: Are those flayed ones?
1: Yep. Yep. Those are old metal flayed ones mm-hmm. with no arms, uh, no claws. Couple, couple.
4: Uh, and you can buy these at the Frontline Gaming secondhand shop. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, but they'd only send you like half a one. It'd be missing the core you get the arms that aren't pictured in the photo <laughs> sold separately <laughs> um what are uh some of what were what is your biggest rescue project that you guys have done in a model like so a model that you guys have got that was just as well loved and played with as those flayed ones there uh and what did you do to rescue them?
0: I had a set of plastic Terminators that I must have painted like five times. And uh, yeah, I stripped them twice and repainted them. And after that, I decided I was <clears throat> never going to do that again. And so I never stripped another model uh, ever in my life. I've just either painted over it or uh, gotten a new model, usually the second one. That's fair. It's fair. Uh, Val? Val? Um, I'm trying to remember what it was specifically. It was a Warhammer Fantasy army
4: that I bought um, that was I'm like drunk. just broken. Like it was all like all, like all these like spindly bits had broken off of them. And I just like there was just like a mon- like training montage moment. And I just went on, like on a pinning clinic. And I must have pinned like I don't know fifty different things together. And the army looks great. And I just can't specific. It sounds like I make it up because I can't specifically remember what no, the it was man what? i'm looking over at my cabinets and i just what the hell was that
0: what was oh. your guys my empire army okay. anyways yes continue what was your the worst... army you're, you're working on right now no empire
4: it was it was an empire army oh, that was empire painted. yeah I it's, you said it's my empire country army. bumpkins it's my my
1: sterling empire army uh yeah. what's the worst pain job you guys have ever done
0: hmm. <sighs> um all right so the worst finished paint job i've ever done or the worst overall paint job i've done because i've done some really shitty three color things before and i'm gonna <laughs> ask
1: you oh yeah finished because i was gonna say what's the finished and overall uh but finished is yeah what's oh, your worst yeah. finished because yeah, yeah. I've seen some of your tournament ready armies
0: the worst finished army that i've had is a i when i back when i it was like the first big uh seventh edition fantasy army that i that i built and played was uh, orcs and goblins and uh you know the back ranks of your units didn't have to necessarily be painted the best like you could just paint the helmets and like the tops of the weapons and so basically they're all like super base colors with like a bunch of highlights on like their helmets and the weapons of my black orcs and so like as you you could actually tell which model went in which rank by how it was painted.
4: <laughs> that's actually that's actually cleverer than like writing the number underneath it. Like it was just, just such a pain in the dick to try and put guys Guy I kind of like that approach, actually. Yeah. Cause like honestly, like the guys in like the center of the unit, that's like the equivalent of like being a psychopath who like paints the inside of his land raider before gluing his right. shed forever.
0: Yeah. So, exactly. Like,
4: exactly. You know, so I'm I'm
1: completely sympathetic to your approach here. Well, what about you?
4: You know, <sighs> I mean, I'd I can only think, do
1: gold. No,
4: no, nah, I think because I paint because I've always done like a version of Slap Chop. Like mm-hmm. I've always kind of when I, even when I do like the three color minimum, I'm always like, no, nah, it looks pretty good. And uh, Maybe yeah. I also have tremendously low standards. But I guess the worst True. is usually like like the um, the the battle ready standard, which doesn't really have any highlights like it's uh, maybe you put some of that like pre-made texture stuff on the base. You know, you got color on everything. That's probably the worst that I'd, like, I would like. My my um, um, who's the who's the like uh, Mad Duck Rodsneck? My Mad Duck Rodsneck is still just like flat, like bulk and metal, um, goblin green flesh, and you know some like textured paint Whatever. on the base. Like he's mm-hmm. he's not great. Like that that would be the worst I've done. But the you know I
0: color in the lines. You know, Val, what do you have against Mad Duck Rodsneck? Nothing. He was he was he was a G back in the day. Oh yeah. Yeah. For real. I wonder if yeah. he's good now.
4: Let's Probably
1: see. not. Probably um, <laughs> before, not. Before we jump to the future, uh, we kind of cut our, around the next segment uh, down here a little bit. Uh-huh. We have some time for production staff to, to make sure we added the right bumper in that wasn't added in at the start of the show. Oh, certainly um, haven't. Perfect. I'll try. So why don't we hit that uh, down arrow, uh, and then Danny and I, we can talk about this here for a second. Okay. Um, we got our this guy here he says get ready for intense battles with this warhammer 40k star weaver void weaver which is hand painted to perfection its magnetic feature makes it easy to move and adjust on the battlefield this miniature is perfect for avid collectors and gamers who want to enhance their warhammer 40k experience star weaver void weaver belongs to the miniature war games category and is part of the warhammer 40k line it comes with dice attached and it's ideal for fans of the game who want to add another dimension to their collection. What? Wait, what do they mean by dice attached? Don't worry about it. Don't miss out on a chance to own this beautifully crafted piece. What a wonderful okay. collection of words. And Val, I know you're you're busy working away there. If you want to just hit PP down. Perfect. Danny, describe what you're seeing.
0: <laughs> uh it's all right, so first of all, I'd like to talk about the background. The background that they've chosen is a bunch of playing cards, um because I, apparently that's the theme of this particular oh, this model. So it's because they're Harlequins. a bunch of dice glued to it. and it looks like maybe there's a gun just kind of randomly sticking out of one oh, side of it. it Don't say that the dice are attached. Uh, are those magnetized? Don't know. Um, I wonder I what's magnetized about this. Maybe the base is magnetized? Anyway, Maybe. it looks like very thick white paint and then like some red paint accents and some bl- a little bit of black. I just want to let me see here is... because
1: this was so popular last time I did it. I just want to
0: zoom in here. Okay, enhance. Enhance. Oh, yeah. Look at that face of the guy in there. <laughs> He's loving life. <laughs> All right, I got to... There we go.
1: <laughs> you have the the white nose. Got a little bit of red on the mask. This is great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> <Whoa>, It's <laughs> game time, guys. Nothing happened. Nothing happened.
4: Nothing happened. Everyone ignore that. You didn't see anything.
1: <laughs> Beautiful. Well, I think now is I don't know why. I have a sudden idea that we should maybe play nope, a brand new game. Not yet. In a couple of minutes after we Just look like more two into seconds. this here. Um, okay perfect yes uh i do like the dice i think it's probably magnetized to be a void weaver or a star weaver but i don't remember how that works with that model um but it certainly is a model um and yeah now we can just do our classic he's gonna fly across the screen you ready we what's happening nothing again yeah, it's transition. you mess
4: are you met you're, me- you're messing it up aren't you yeah
1: yeah messing it up thank you for letting everyone know
4: okay why don't you intro whatever you were gonna do i'm ready
1: well, for some reason, I think we're ready to, to play a brand new game uh, that I came up with. Uh, it's time to for Val and Danny to beat the clock. Wow, what an appropriately timed intro length. Um, this is a brand new game. Okay. It's called Beat the Clock. As you might notice, the, the eighth edition Warhammer Fantasy Box, as well as my favorite- Fourth edition. This yeah, show. it's not even close. It's fourth, whatever. <coughs> you know, Jesus Christ. I just read the books. I don't pay attention to them here, but it's my favorite slide Val's done. Uh, the idea of this game is very simple. At the top of the episode, Val I asked you if you wanted to be uh, big questions or little questions. Uh, you chose, if you remember, big questions, which means I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions about this version of the High Elf Army uh, Warhammer Armies book. Okay. Uh, and then there's going to be some point related questions. And if you are within 10% points wise. Uh huh. At, stay right there do not get that book do not get that book get back to
0: this chair oh come on this is what we mean by toxic players folks this I is toxic have, players i don't have, a, I, don't a, no, have <laughs> I don't have fifth a i don't have i edition True toxic a, yeah. player
1: right here but this exact copy uh, of warhammer army's high owls i okay. uh, a bunch of questions in here uh val all you have to do is in 30 seconds uh answer as many questions as you can uh, okay. correctly at the end of the game whoever has the most uh questions right uh wins uh, I don't know some kind of prize Oh don't know okay I'm gonna ask a question Val are you ready sure start the timer in oh. start the time we go Imrak, Lord of Dragons carries how many magical items four Techless high elf mage knows how many spells all of them a repeater bolt thrower is how many points 95 how many different re- units were there in the regiment section of this book? Four. If I was to use a maximum available 50% of my army on characters and took an Elven Lord General and Steed, a Battle Standard and the Unicorn, a Mage Lord and Mage Champion, what is the size of my army? 1,500 points. Wow, how do you think you did? Terribly. Terribly. Well, using our 10% rule, you did get two out of five. What? Uh the question wow. of course Danny, uh did you did you want to take a stab at some of these here? I saw you Opportunity, to, your steal. Head Opportunity to steal. Opportunity to
0: steal. Emrick has two magic items, the dragon horn and the Star Lance. Okay. He does not. He has three magical items. Fifth oh, edition. What's bro. the third one? Fifth
1: edition, God. bro. I gotta look in the book now. Gosh, and that's why I showed you the picture of the cover. Uh Imrak has this is when Danny corrects me and he's actually right. Uh um, <laughs> dude, if I get this right,
0: I'm learning over you forever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he has the Star Lance, the Dragonhorn, and the Armor of Calidor. Oh okay, cool. That's fair. Uh Techless High Elf Mage knows how many spells?
0: Uh he knows the battle magic spells and the high magic spells, which is like twenty. He knows five, but he can it's, choose any it's
4: fifth edition, man.
0: No battle magic. I thought he knew all the battle magic deck and all of the uh, all of the high magic deck. See guys, this is what's like playing Danny. You have to look up
1: stuff all the time. Uh, as a mage lord, Teclis is entitled to four spells. His magic level is increased to five by the War Crown of Sefry, so he can choose oh. five spells. And his Master of High Magic rule means that he can pick his uh, spells he wants from the High Magic deck. Unlike other high elf mages, who have to draw their spells at random. Right. Okay. Uh, uh, a repeater bolt thrower is a hundred points. Uh, you said 95, which is within 5, or within 10%. And then I asked, if I was to use the maximum available 50% of my army and characters and took an Elven Lord General on Steed, a Battle Standard on a Unicorn, a Mage Lord, and a Mage Champion, what size of army would I need, Danny?
0: And that's 50% of your points? Yep. <laughs> Did you use mag- Did you buy magic items for them? Nope. Unless you call a unicorn magic. No. Going deep
4: on this, guys. He's only 50
0: points, though.
1: He's going Um, deep. Well, you were within 10%, I just want to say, before this goes on. Yeah.
0: I think this is like 1700 points. 1600 points was the right answer. Sorry. Uh, That one there.
1: The answer was the moops. The moops. The moops. Yeah, so Dan, uh, Val, you got two out of five for that. Uh, as Val shows, he chose uh, tall questions. You chose, you got short questions by return, so I'll be asking you questions from Whoa. this edition of Dwarfs, oh, okay. which apparently has some green in the title, uh, but we're going to ignore that here. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's reset the timer. I'm going to try. I know I practiced this, but I forgot what I did, so we're gonna, I'm going to fumble gonna around a bit. Go All right, it's, down going, it's going, it's going. Okay. Uh, long beards are what initiative? Three. I have a unit of thirty ironbreakers with no upgrades. How many points does it cost?
0: Uh,
1: Five hundred. Ungrim Iron Fist, King Kazador, or Gotrek. Who is the most expensive character without any upgrades? King. King Casador,
0: Gotrek, and what was the other one?
1: Ungrim. Ungrim Iron Fist. Oh, uh, uh, Ungrim. How many special rules does Rune Lord Craig the Grim have?
0: Four. I think you did. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, Danny,
1: you uh, had a score of one out Dang. of the four questions you were asked. Uh, long Beards are initiative three. Um, a unit of 30 Iron Breakers with no upgrades is 600 points. That was close. Um, Look, hold on.
0: Yep. So I what I got that one right too. Well so it's not ten. What's ten percent of five hundred?
1: It's five fifty. Oh
0: okay. Sorry. I thought it was twenty-five percent.
1: <laughs> that's that's too it's too big a swing. All right. Um and then Ungrim Iron Fist King Kazador or Gotrex, the most expensive character without upgrades is Gotrex at two twenty five. I don't think there's an X in Gotrek. What? Okay, so I mean, sure. This is like fast X
0: it's it's the modern thing i want to say uh, oh, you mean seconds. like before you give magic item upgrades because yeah, like you have to give grow track magic yeah, items uh, so the other who guys. is
1: the most expert uh, well those aren't
0: upgrades players. those aren't optional john those you are just what? their points
1: outside of the timer then gonna ask you one more question okay tiebreaker okay. uh here true or false dwarf characters
0: cannot carry pistols True or false, dwarf characters cannot carry pistols. Yes. False dwarf characters can carry pistols. Mm, that's true. Dwarf
1: character can carry pistol. The only one who can is the Thunderer champion.
0: So I was right.
1: No, that's a bit of you a, say
0: character is plural. That's a bit of a beechwit ass question. I don't know. I mean, I give it to Danny. I give it to Danny. Jesus Christ. <laughs>
1: All right, fine. One, well, one more question here that that I can't, I can be pedantic about, uh, because I wrote so many down. Because turns out thirty seconds is not a lot of time okay. whatsoever. Okay. Uh A dwarf siege gun came with how many crew models?
0: A siege gun. Mm-hmm. What is the siege gun? And remember, it's, are you talking?
2: I know nothing about Are you talking about?
0: He, he's reading lines the Rory, in, in the in the book. Three, John. It doesn't matter. It's three. I would say three. Say three.
1: Let me just go here to make sure we're in the right section here. Uh, we can see our. Where are we here? Our dwarf siege gun. Huh. Where are we? Somewhere. On The other five. side. Yeah. yeah. Five. Oh, look at that. No. Well, this was a terrible bit. That's okay. I had fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh val you you were the winner uh good job well i mean good i'm job. not
4: gonna i'm not gonna gloat um but i did win so i mean well, I've you've got been,
1: that going for me that's true yeah things i've learned uh we're a 40k podcast maybe i do this with 40k questions uh <laughs> other things i've learned uh maybe 60 seconds next time but that involves me finding an entirely different timer uh so whether we do that or not or, who if, even knows
4: or if uh, it, i think the thing that you really should learn uh, the mm-hmm. most is that if if you're looking to give me a choose-your-own-adventure and you need me to pick one of the two options to make it I work, don't. um, uh, just don't give me an option.
1: No, I wanted to give you an option. I didn't need. <laughs> I was Some one, of just, those
0: large, and some of those were small. Because elves are large help?
1: and dwarfs are small. Oh, was I supposed to have an audio thing
0: queued up for this, or are you playing it? You oh John?
1: no, I'm I, I'm I'm queuing up the next part. Don't okay, worry cool. about that. Good. Um, guys, we're going to continue uh, on. This with amazing. Our content, guys. Fan Breakneck fiction face. bingo. Uh, our bingo card, we've been creating our own fan fiction. Uh, we so far have Horus now being the War Master, uh, Abaddon still hating Horus, uh, Sanguineus falling, uh, Blood Angels falling to the Red Thirst. We added in a team swap, Luther killing the lion, an ocean themed Legion, and a Legion swearing pacifism. And right now we have, I think, Danny, a very good uh, alternative history heresy story. What's your thoughts on it so far?
0: Nothing about this is good at all. I just would like (laughs) to make sure that we all are on the same page. So it's something, all right. Let me sweeten the pot a little bit on that one as we add in three more things. Uh, We're going to
1: have, we added just the week the square, the nice guy, Conrad. Uh, We added Praetorian Perturabo. And then we added in that the coolest character is killed immediately. Uh, and Danny, just out of interest, who is the coolest character
0: in the Heresy? Mm-hmm. Oh, um, there, there, there are no cool characters. There's not even a single cool character in the entire Heresy, John. Just okay. kidding. It's Malkador the Sigilite. That's yeah, hey, that's character. cool. That's, that's a good answer. Let's uh, listen to
1: to what uh, our AI came up with for this story. And bonus points, chat, if you can tell whose voice this is reading this week.
3: Robot Gilliman is named War Master instead of Horus, who broods in jealousy. The cool Night Lord's Primarch Conrad Kurz shockingly stays loyal, but he is immediately killed on Istvan Fife in the Dropsite Massacre. A tragic loss for the Imperium. Sanguinius and the blood angels fall to the red thirst before pledging themselves to pacifism swearing off violence meanwhile luther sways the dark angels to side with horus and kills lionel johnson in betrayal in an unexpected twist stalwart perturabo is named praetorian of terra while dorne joins horus out of spite the oceanic leviathans also join the traitor forces horus struggles to coordinate the chaotic primarchs Gilliman crusades against the Traitor Legions, but is constantly outmatched by Horus's tactics. In a last stand on Holy Terra, Sanguinius is martyred defending the Emperor before Gilliman defeats Horus. In the aftermath, the Imperium lies in ruins. The remnant factions war constantly without strong leadership. The Blood Angels keep to themselves on bail, consumed by their guilt. Chaos cults thrive across the Imperium as demonic incursions run rampant. Huh. They fractured the Imperium... The traitor legions ruled by fickle chaos lords begin to collapse in on themselves, starting the long dark decline of this alternate heresy.
1: Man. That was beautiful. Wow. That was a stat center guy. Yeah.
4: That was uh that was kind of surreal. Have you done
1: that to yourself yet? Because that uh, was no. That was wild. I <laughs> no, I only do that to other people. <laughs> but like, no, like it's it's super that is a super strange experience. You know, it's, uh, so it's not it's not the modern vowel voice. Uh, it is, however, Stat Center uh, produced Valve voice. Yeah, it was it was
4: it was uh, me reading a script voice, and you mm-hmm. can tell like because I'm like overpron like I'm overpronouncing all kinds of words. There, it's oh. that was wild. It's cool. I have no idea what I have no idea what they said. Um, the, this You're just AI blown I mean. away by the sound of I was your own just, voice. I was just listening to me. I was yes. <laughs> the sound uh, of not well, my own voice what I, next I week was
0: slightly seduced to be honest Val like I heard it and I was just I was lost it was mesmerizing
1: next week we're not adding any more elements to the story it's a convoluted mess what we're gonna do um <laughs> Good AI Man,
4: John say taco. <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: you know what fine next week i will set it up so i read a taco bell order train, and we'll see yeah. what they train it says. only on you saying taco over and over again <laughs> for for the minute that it needs to do um that'd be interesting <laughs> <laughs> uh, um but yeah so next week we're going to expand it out to specific battles in the heresy and get some alternative uh future specific battles uh, so if you have a specific one you want to hear let us know, we'll probably throw it in there because I'm pretty lazy with this whole thing now, speaking of lazy <laughs> there's a new, uh, a returning segment coming up and we have one more bumper uh, it's time for listener questions yeah oh because the car bumped yeah, well no it's because I mean, play play, like, play the bumper again that
4: one's really good, I, I like that one a lot yeah
1: yeah, it's listener nice. questions knocking good content out of the way uh because so it's also a bumper. <laughs> not, oh. Seen? That's true. That's true. Interstitial. <laughs> over and over again. Uh so these are some things that came up over the past couple of weeks here. Um okay. <laughs> uh real question. <laughs> How does Danny remember every rule from every edition hearing him quote fourth edition terrain rules when I have no idea what I hate, ate for breakfast today is upsetting.
4: I was I was sweating a bit in that game show because it sure seemed like he
0: thought he knew what the answers were, and I was like, "Oh, I'm fucked." I knew how much the repeater bolt thrower was for sure. Did you play? And much I trick? initially was going to say six hundred points on those iron breakers, but then like I'm like, "No, probably not. They're not twenty points a model for a one one model. No way." How many points was for Aerial the, any- the Ever Queen? like it's around 600 points 475 total with yeah. magic items probably not Caesar, anyway. that's what i'm saying john it's important to know how much those costs do <clears throat> so uh
1: share with magic items uh 525 pretty close in fact no not even that she doesn't it? well no never mind this army
0: book is terribly out moving on uh how do you remember all this stuff danny uh i don't know uh, some kind of uh some kind of stupid autistic recall or something i'm sure like i don't know that was the i, really I shitty sequel to I, I, recall. like i don't remember what i ate for breakfast this morning either so
1: but you remember what a hill did 15 years ago
0: i sure do <laughs> uh,
1: uh this really is really useful this next one here for both of you guys which firstborn units should be called next uh bits here says why are they servitors? I say it should be tactical marines. Yeah. But what are your guys' thoughts? All of them. Yeah,
4: get just rid get them. rid of them all. I'm let cool go, with that. No. Let the galaxy burn. Just let them go, man. Like why? Yeah. I mean, once the range is replaced, like they're pretty close. I'm curious to see what I'm curious to see what they what what the units are that come with the codex. If they drop as much as they did with Tyranids, then they could round out the rest of the Primaris range and it'd
0: be over. I, I mean, they really just need jump pack Marines. Like, yeah. that's the only thing that's really missing, missing, I would say. And, and then are going the probably come with uh, Space
1: Marine too. Yeah. Uh, this one, next one here, it says, with Val back for the next show, uh, I saved it a little bit. <laughs> I've got a Warhammer Fantasy battle theme question. Should we see the Black Gem of Nairn make a comeback in the old world? Shred some Nairn, man. <laughs> I actually read this. I mean, what- if
0: you're playing Chaos Dwarves. I would say so.
4: Trying to remember, like, yeah, when uh, I read this, when um, traps wear and one enemy until a six yeah. is rolled at the start of the turn, that's just kind of so. Funny.
0: Basically, it's it's like it's a way for you to take a character in, out of in a challenge, like out of the game. It was a ubiquitous magic item that was present in like every fifth edition Warhammer Fantasy Army.
4: No, mm. well, the more you know. there's an interesting Warhammer. Fantasy Battles Fifth Edition tilt to the. In case our eighth edition coverage was too scintillating, yeah. let's, <laughs> let's get let's a little more conservative. Further. Let's let's dial it right back. Actually, it's it's one of it's one of the like I, I you know probably eighth probably sixth eighth and then fifth I would say are probably the the most played official editions at this point.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Danny. Yes. A single shot from a repeater bolt thrower. how many wounds per hit? <laughs> d3 and d4 a d4 thanks old game oh really shop. interesting okay yep. uh and then finally uh before we wrap this up uh for the day uh i have a unit of 20 high elf archers in five ranks of four how many can shoot in which edition yeah w- whatever one this came from
4: fifth
1: fifth thanks val
4: there are so many editions. on a hill <laughs>
0: That's a serious question. It's a real question. If I a laugh, real question. If I laugh
1: because I only know from what I read in the single book I found at my parents' house in May.
0: Um <laughs> we're gonna assume You no. brought those
1: back from the United I Kingdom. I did. I did. Incredible. Brittonian one too. I
0: Thanks. think John, I think two ranks mm-hmm. and then more ranks if they're on a hill. Fair. Uh we'll never know
1: uh, is the correct answer for that. <laughs> uh, Val, oh, okay. Dan, thank you. Thank you for joining us as always. Uh, thank you for joining here at Grim After Dark. You can find all of our socials and way to support us at grimafterdark.com. Uh, you can also support us by memberships on YouTube or Patreon. Uh, we're going to be back next Monday, live at 10 p.m. Eastern ish. Uh, and we will have a better version of the Beat the Clock game where the timer is twice as long as the questions are actually relevant to the game. What's your call cover. to action?
4: What's your call to action, John? Yeah, I had John. to cut and paste your I had to cut and paste your uh your uh your 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 whatever the intro. What do, do? I mean, what do you want people to do? Mean I was I was going to say Ask them a what? question. Just ask them a, a question, you know? Like Yeah.
1: Hey guys. Okay, what do you, you think of the go. game show?
4: Let us know in the comments. It was trash.
1: Yeah, let us know. Now don't I mean, tell
4: them what the answer <laughs> is. Okay, we're trying to drive engagement, man. Okay. Yeah, John. Well, how many Okay, LV. here. Why don't we just throw the question? How okay. many
1: Hi, elf archers. <laughs> you know what? Let us know in the a comments. Good thing. Here we go. Let uh, me go here. Uh, we're we're gonna be back next Monday. If you can catch his life, subscribe to the podcast and all good service, and get an abridged version of every Tuesday of uh, the show every Tuesday night on YouTube. Remember, when your life feels like never-ending siege and things get any worse, join us here. Remember, it's always grim after dark. And a call to action: one of our <laughs> unused questions back. right here. Okay. Um, how many current dwarf realms are listed? In this army book's fluff section, okay. current dwarf realms. Okay, this yeah. is a great uh, call to action for a Warhammer 40k podcast. Do uh, some research, do some research. Yeah, uh, we're gonna be that YouTube channel where we'll do your own research. Let us know how many there is. Just let us we know. We love guys. you all. Let us know.
0: Actually, that. we don't know. Uh, John doesn't know. I don't know. Val doesn't know. Like, let us know. I don't have that. out. We want to know. Yeah, or just tell I mean, us. I I know this. This kind of yeah uh, makes of that funny too.
1: It counteracts the call to action, but I like I have it written down like right there. Uh, how many there is?
4: Oh God! Know. Can I press the outro button now? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Good night.
2: Press the button. <laughs> It's time to step into the grim darkness With nerds gather talking Warhammer madness Grim after dark, the podcast with the host John, Danny and Val, but they're not the most Claiming to be experts, but it's all a facade Talking about battles and dice rolls, they're all odd Trying to sound cool with their Warhammer talk But I'm here to expose, it's all just squawk Nerds, nerds, everywhere I see Talking Warhammer this, like it's a decree But let me tell you, homie, it is all just a game In the real world, homie We are not the same, so put down the dice, step out of the dog. It's time to live life, nerd, make your own mark. Grim as the dog, the nerd's playground, talking war, hammer, this, acting all profound. But when I listen, it's all just a bunch of noise. I love roasting nerds and their stupid-ass toys. Stupid-ass toys, I want to grab them, put my hands around the neck, squeeze. Squeeze, warhammer, squeeze until they can't breathe or breathe again. (laughs) Tell a friend, I tell a friend, I'm out here roasting nerves again.